I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck. And I'm Lisa Popcheck. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Today on More to Life, the pursuit of happiness. What's getting in the way of your joy? Let's help you cultivate a more authentically happy life. 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And we're happy to be here with you today as we talk about happiness on our show titled The Pursuit of Happiness. Who doesn't want to be happier? Right? Show of hands. If you don't want to be happier, show me now. I think I think all of us would like to be happier. But but the reality is sometimes we feel guilty even asking the question, right? You know, God wants us to be holy, but does he really care if we're happy? Well, I would say yes, because happiness is a sign that we are functioning according to the way we were created to function. Uh, happiness and holiness do not contradict each other. Um, because uh, holiness should lead to happiness because again holiness is also about us functioning the way god created us to function you know we're going to talk about the difference between happiness or just mere pleasure um and we're going to enjoy and those sorts of things but the reality is i mean you're just going to speaking loosely there's nothing wrong with wanting to be happier as long as we understand it in terms of god's call to leading a happy healthy holy life and so we're asking you you know what are the things that are getting in the way of your happiness maybe there's a particular challenge that is wearing you down making you feel frustrated and stealing your joy maybe somebody else's negativity is dragging you down or there's a particular relationship challenge or a personal struggle that you're facing that is just wearing you out and you're feeling well not happy less than happy <laughs> less, than, less happy than you really desire to be and i would even say that if you have that desire to to be happier then that's prob- probably a prompting of the holy spirit saying hey i understand that i'm inspiring that now let's get this in order so that you can be holier and happier and that situation can be more grace-filled if that's a situation that's bothering you so whether it's a person or a situation or just anxiety about the state of the world or life in general or you've been dealing with some depression whatever that is that's less than happy Let's help you with that today here on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 
7825. 877-573-7825. Let's see if we can help you be a little happier by the end of this hour. I hope that makes it worth sticking around. And of course, if there is that person in your life that might be stealing a little bit of your joy because they're not as happy as you feel like they deserve to be or should be, and you don't know how to help them, we're here to help you figure that out as well. 877-573-7825. Especially if you feel like they're taking their unhappiness out on you and you're Mm -hmm. not sure what to do about that, how to support them or what boundaries to set. We are here. Give us a call and let us help you pursue more joy in your life. 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections on what it means to really view the, the Gospels, the sacraments, all of salvation history and Catholic teaching in a way that reveals God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that there's a big difference between joy and mere happiness. We tend to think that joy is a product of stepping away from life, finding little ways to enjoy ourselves or step away from stress. And while that can be very important, the feeling we get from doing this isn't actually joy. It is happiness. And happiness is good, but this kind of happiness is fleeting. Happiness only lasts as long as the pleasure sticks around or the stress stays away. Joy, on the other hand, is the fruit that comes from intentionally trying to do whatever we can to live a more meaningful, intimate, and virtuous life every day. And you know, this isn't just a religious point. In fact, there's a whole science of happiness, right? And uh, psychologists make a distinction between what they call authentic happiness, um, which is what Christians refer to as joy, versus mere happiness, um, which is just basically pleasure and enjoyment. And and what the science of happiness really shows us is that authentic happiness, or again, what we call joy, is the quality that allows us to have a deeper sense of rightness and contentment about our lives, even when things are a little crazy, we're not going the way we'd like. You know, whether things are going the way we want them to or not in this particular moment, joy allows us to look at the bigger picture. It allows us to feel good about where we've been and where we're going. You know, a joyful person is able to find meaningfulness in whatever they're going through. Uh, They look for ways to use their experiences, good or bad, to draw closer to the people they love. And they try hard to see everything they go through as an opportunity to learn something and to grow into a better, stronger, healthier version of themselves. You know, where other people tend to endure life and the problems they face, joyful people live life and learn from their struggles. So unlike happiness, you know, just basic pleasure or enjoyment, joy is actually a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so you can't pursue joy directly by doing this thing or that thing. Cultivating joy means dedicating yourself to a life of meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue regardless of the circumstances. You know, it's a little bit like, um, you know, planting a fruit tree. You know, you, you, you can't, you know, go out there and say, I want fruit, so then you glue fruit onto the tree, right? You, you got to fertilize the tree and water the tree and make sure it's getting enough sun and, you know, be a little bit patient. But, but that process of nurturing that tree 
produces a lot of fruit. Well, that's what joy is. The, the more you work to live that meaningful, intimate, and virtuous life, the more fruit that tree of happiness uh, you, you experience in your own life. So, you know, whatever you're going through, even if you're experiencing challenges, you can be more joyful. It doesn't mean pretending you're not going through a rough time. It doesn't mean slapping a silly smile on your face and just ignoring the problems around you. It actually means facing those problems in a way that leads to more meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue so that you can be content with where you've been, see where you're going, and understand how where you're at gets you there and connects those dots. So let us help you lead a more joyful life today on More to Life. That number is 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the the Father, Father, the the Son, Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the gift of joy, the spiritual fruit of joy, and we ask that you would help our joy be full in you. Help us to truly live life in ways that lead to more meaningfulness, more intimacy, and more virtue. Help us to use our gifts to see ways that we can make a positive difference in the world, in the lives of those around us, that we can use all of our experiences, good and bad, to draw closer to the people that you've placed in our life to love us, and take advantage of all the things that life throws at us to grow into healthier, holier people, so that in everything we do, we can glorify you, we can be our best selves, and call those around us to be their best selves as well, and in the process of doing that, lead more joyful lives, as we see how you are working with us, and in us, and through us, to bring out the best in ourselves and others. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the the Father, the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, we're talking about happiness uh, and what's getting in the way of your happiness. Maybe you're experiencing a particular problem that's wearing you down, a particular worry that's got you anything but happy right now. Maybe your relationship struggle is wearing out your joy, or you're in a relationship with somebody who is just negative, and it's either sucking your joy dry or wearing you out having to deal with them. Whatever the situation is, let us help you overcome those obstacles to joy in your life and help you be a more authentically happy person. The number 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Of course, one thing that we're all really happy about here on More to Life is a new member of the EWTN radio family. We'd like to welcome this new member of the EWTN radio family, Our friends at Salt and Light Radio have just launched their newest station, KGVI FM 89.5 in Grangeville, Idaho. Uh, Serving the Camas Prairie. Congratulations and welcome from your friends at EWTN Radio. Yay! Yay! Such good work. Such amazing work. Salt and Light is such a wonderful station and the expansion of that. It's just a beautiful thing. Please, everyone, remember to support your local Catholic radio station. It is needed now more than ever. Well, we are talking about your happiness right now and the things that are getting in the way of you being the more joyful person you'd like to be. Are particular challenges getting in the way of your happiness? Is someone else's negativity stealing your joy? 
Maybe you're experiencing a personal or relational obstacle that you're not sure how to overcome on the road to being more joyful. Well, whatever the issue is, whatever stands between you and being the more joyful person you'd like to be, let us help you overcome those obstacles and cultivate authentic happiness. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with John, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Omaha, Nebraska. On Spirit Catholic Radio. Hey, John, welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out? Hi, Mom. I was wondering what I could probably offer... Um, because I don't have any children and stuff like that. You know, I, you know, so many people take, I think they get their, I don't know, maybe I'm just envying them, but they uh, get their happiness from their children and their grandchildren. And uh, I kind of got late married late in life mm-hmm. when I was 45 years old, and I just, uh, you know, I didn't produce any children, and now I'm um, 62, and I'm looking forward to... Um, well, these last years, I guess, and I'm thinking of them as being the harvest time, and I was wondering, what should I offer? Well, okay, so, and, and I guess just to clarify, you, you, you shared with our screener that, that you were also looking at retirement, and that you're trying to figure out kind of what this next phase of your life should look like. Is, is that what you're kind of getting at, or are you specifically kind of focusing on the issue of, of children? Or what, how, yeah, what, what's, yeah, where do you want to go with this I'm, in particular? I'm not going to... I'm not going to have any children, and you know, I didn't have any children, and uh, you know, be quite frank about it, uh, being being a sinner, I, I don't even, I probably don't even have the background, I, I probably don't have a good background check I, to, uh, to um, adopt or anything like that, so that mm-hmm. those type of things are out of the question. Uh, sure. Uh, so, what, what, do you have any ideas about what I could offer? As, well, as, yeah, John. I mean, uh, so, 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 generally speaking, all right. So, what we're really, what you're really asking, okay, in, in a kind of a, a roundabout way, is is what what we talk about um, as, as Catholics as spiritual fatherhood. Um, and you know the theology of the body. Saint John Paul makes the point that spiritual fatherhood and spiritual motherhood actually precede um, physical fatherhood or motherhood. You know, we have a tendency as, as as parents of biological kids, especially, to to think of you know spiritual fatherhood or motherhood as sort of the the, the, the second prize, right? It's it's the it, it doesn't it doesn't really satisfy. It's not really what. But but physical parenthood is is just one way of being a spiritual parent. Because we are all created to use our gifts to build each other up. And that's what a, that's what a physical parent does. A physical parent uses their gifts to, to help this one particular person grow up to be everything they were created to be. But all of us are called to use our gifts to build others up and to help them become their best selves, whether we're an employer uh, or a volunteer or an uncle or a friend or whatever role we play. We're all called to exercise our spiritual fatherhood and motherhood, uh, and that's not a small thing, you know. Uh, that, so my my challenge to you, John, is really to build on what we said in the beginning here. You know, a, a joyful life, a happy life, is a life that's rooted in pursuing meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue in whatever we do. Meaningfulness refers to using my gifts and talents in ways that help me make a positive difference in the world. 
uh, and and you know, or even this, not even let's, not the world, but this particular situation that I'm in. Yeah, how can I use this exactly. moment? How can I use my gifts and talents in this moment to make a positive difference on the people around me or the situation in front of me? This moment, or my little corner of God's kingdom, even if it's as big as my bathroom, you know. And I'm just like, okay, I can clean this up before somebody else uses it. Any little thing that has that effect matters intimacy the second quality of a happy of a joyful life refers to taking my relation making my relationship as strong and as deep as i possibly can and he said you're married you know the world needs great marriages you know mm-hmm. what are you doing to make that relationship as strong and as beautiful as you can so you can inspire others and with the love that you and your, wife, share. your wife you know your primary job as her spouse is to help get her to heaven and help her to know the love of god because she's been loved by you so well so you know that is that is your vocation at this point it's it's a sacrament you've entered into so that is primary right now and thirdly virtue refers to taking whatever life throws at you and using it as an opportunity to become a stronger healthier godlier person you know we all go through stuff right um and we know people who go through stuff and let it wear them down and let it burn them out and let it make them miserable be the person that goes through stuff and rises to the challenge and uses it to become a better, healthier, stronger person to inspire others by your witness. You know, John, you say you're looking to retire. Well, you're retiring from a job that provided for you and your wife for these years. But you know what we never retire from? The pursuit of becoming a saint and living this meaningful, intimate, and virtuous life. Or the, it's the structure that allows us to walk that path with God to become a saint. So in your prayer life every day, and if you're not doing a scheduled prayer time every day, add that to your life now and ask God how he wants you to live the next five minutes, the next day, the next plan for your life in that meaningful, intimate, and virtuous way that gives glory to him and helps those around you feel loved and cherished and cared for and known by God. John, as a follow-up, I'd really encourage you to pick up a copy of my book, The Life God Wants You to Have, which is all about discovering God's plan for you when things you know, maybe didn't go the way you expected or didn't turn out the way you hoped. How do you find God's plan and find joy? Uh, in in where the Lord is leading you, because I get you know I get news for you, John. God is not done with you yet. You know, as long as you're drawing breath, He has purpose and meaning for your life, uh, and it's our job to prayerfully discern what that is, like Lisa was just suggesting. Uh, and I think you can run with the suggestions we gave you here on the show. But if you want to go a little bit deeper, or you're having a hard time kind of remembering everything we said, uh, my book, The Life God Wants You to Live is all about discovering how to lead a happier, more joyful life by pursuing meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue in whatever circumstances you find yourself in. You can check that out at catholiccounselors.com or wherever books are sold. And once again, the title, The Life God Wants You to Live. John, thank you so much for the call, and I hope that you'll be able to use these suggestions to discover the next chapter in God's plan for you and pursue more meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue and the circumstances you find yourself in. With that, we have to go to break. When we come back, we are continuing to take your calls about happiness and specifically, what's getting in the way of yours? <laughs> you know, If you are experiencing their personal struggles, relationship problems, or other issues that are you know, really stealing your joy, causing you to feel worried or anxious or, or sad and frustrated, angry, discouraged, whatever it is, that's not happiness. We want to help you overcome those struggles so that you can experience the joy of the Lord. Let's talk it out together at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 
573-7825. And when we come back, in addition to taking your calls, we joined by Tim Muldoon, a professor of philosophy at Boston College, who will be sharing a little bit more about what our Catholic tradition can teach us about leading a happy life. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues after the break. He is only one of four popes honored as the great. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. Leo I was pope at a time when Roman civilization was being overrun by barbarian armies. He stood as a light in the darkness and even saved the city of Rome from destruction by Attila and the Huns. Leo died in 461. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Finding good health care, encouragement for healthier living, or solid spiritual direction can be frustrating. That's why the Catholic Healthcare Alternative, CMF Curo, is offering a health sharing option. Curo's Christ centered wellness services include Catholic wellness coaching, spiritual direction, and a Catholic community supporting your health and wellness needs. Visit cmfcuro.com to learn more. That's cmfcuro.com, where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with a book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck. And I'm Lisa Popcheck. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popcheck. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck, and today's show is on happiness. Is there something getting in the way of your joy? Something that is draining your happiness, causing you to feel yeah, anything but happy, frustrated, worried, upset? Whether it's a relationship problem, a personal struggle, or anything else, we want to help you overcome those obstacles to joy on today's show titled The Pursuit of Happiness. Joining us right now, Tim Muldoon. He is a professor of philosophy at Boston College and with his wife, Sue, the author of several books, including his book, Living Against the Grain, How to Make Decisions that Lead to an Authentic Life. Hey, Tim, welcome to More to Life. Great to be back with you guys. So let's talk about that idea of living an authentic life and experiencing true happiness. What, what can our Catholic tradition teach us about what it takes to be happy? Well, I'll mention a couple things. One is that the word happy is actually not a focal point of the Gospels. You know, Jesus uses it when he's talking in the Beatitudes about these, you know, very unusual statements, um, you know, being poor in spirit, um, being pure in heart, and we don't normally associate those things with happiness, but what I hear Jesus saying there is that he wants us to be living the lives that, that God has created us to live, very much as you were saying before the break. 
So I think about that, and then my mind immediately goes to this 80-year study, this longitudinal study that's been done by Harvard University, and they tracked these men starting when they were college students and, you know, surveyed them every few years and then eventually surveyed their wives and their families, their children, children grandchildren, and they've been following, you know, m- many of them have, have died, and, uh, but, but they wanted to know what makes life happy, and what they said more than anything else was their relationships, that this was the major takeaway from this 80-year study, that, that our relationships with others are those things that make us happy. So, it's, you know, it's not the bling, it's not the, you know, new car, the, you know, the things that kind of get us excited, that, that temporary form that you were referring to earlier, Greg. But, uh, but the long-term fruit of the way we invest in our loving relationships with others. Well, and I think we in our work can certainly see that when we do not have relationships that we feel are working out well, when there is a struggle, that doesn't just not cause happiness. It can cause real pain and real struggle because I think we instinctively know in who we are created to be that we were created for those deep and, and lasting relationships that are meaningful. So it goes both ways. It's it's not just, hey, like, go for it this way so you can be happy. It's please do that also so you're not miserable. But what would you say, yeah, Tim, yeah. to those people who are in relationships that maybe aren't all that happy? Yeah. You know, does it, do we just go find new people to be happy with? Or, you know, what, what, what's... Right, yeah. I mean, that's, that's an important question. The um, And I think the way that you framed it earlier is really helpful here because at least what you just said, you know, works both ways that, you know, we can we can be temporarily unhappy. We can be going through hard times, but, you know, it, with a deep sense that, yes, I've got to stick through it or, yes, I've got to be, you know, with this person who's hurting through the long haul. We don't we don't run away from the hard things. You know, we, we lean into them because we're not focused on the how am I feeling right this moment. But we're asking, you know, in, in the long term, what is the good that God is bringing out of this situation? And, and that's what makes the, the Beatitudes so paradoxical to be, you know, again, uh, to, to be poor in spirit. Nobody wants to sign up for that. That doesn't sound attractive. But, uh, uh, you know, when we see it in the light of God is doing something good here with our faithfulness, with our generosity, with our even, you know, sacrifice, I think there is a way that we develop a kind of, you know, capacity for understanding the good that God is bringing out of our patients. Tim Muldoon, I want to thank you for sharing your insights with us. And again, Tim's book, Living Against the Grain, How to Make Decisions that Lead to an Authentic Life. It's a great resource if you want to be a little happier in your life. Tim, again, thanks for being with us. And folks, we're taking your calls at 877-573-7825. Call up and share what's getting in the way of you leading a happier life. Let us help you overcome those obstacles to joy. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. We listen to all kinds of things, as the Pope says. The radio, the TV, we listen to our phones all kinds of other messages, but are we silencing ourselves enough that we may listen for God? The other thing we need to do is continue to educate ourselves on the faith. Are we listening to Catholic programming on a regular basis? Are we attending really good, healthy, faith-filled conferences to learn more from those who may be scripture scholars or apologists or maybe just a good talk from a spiritual leader or maybe watching a good video of a wonderful priest such as a Father John Ricardo? or a Bishop Barron or someone else. So continue to, as Father John Harden used to say, 
educate, educate, educate yourself in the Catholic faith. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. I usually am operating on the gifts of the Holy Spirit when I don't feel well, even when I'm annoyed, when I'm down and out. During my recovery from the automobile accident, immense numbers of people wrote to me and sent me emails, 50,000. And they told me how helpful they thought my talks on EWTN were to them. I'm delighted, but I want you to know I'm nobody's fool. The talks that were helpful, the sentences that were helpful, the phrases that were helpful came from the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And the styrofoam packaging came from me. I did that. And styrofoam doesn't amount to very much. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Hi, I'm Lisa Popchak. Many new parents approach Greg and I with questions about techniques to be successful parents. But this is the wrong attitude. Remember, your baby is not a machine. There's no operating manual for parenthood. Every parent needs to learn the language their baby speaks in order to create a positive, trust-filled relationship that is optimal for his or her emotional, spiritual, and physical development. The language of baby consists of touch, cuddles, and intensive face time. By speaking this language, you are telling your baby, come close to me, learn from me, let me teach you what the world means and what it means to be you. There are supporting actions such as baby wearing and breastfeeding, but most important is your attitude. You brought this little person into the world. The best gift that you can give them is a willingness to give yourself in self-donative love. For more ways to build a positive relationship with your child, visit us at moretoliferadio.com. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, our show is titled The Pursuit of Happiness, as we talk about those things that get in the way of our attempts to lead more joyful and happy lives. Is there something that is stopping you from being as joyful or happy as you'd like to be? Maybe you're experiencing a personal struggle, a relationship problem, or or other issue that you're tripping over as you pursue happiness. You know, as we were saying earlier on the program, and as Tim was talking about in his segment, you know, God does want us to be happy. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're always enjoying ourselves or that we're just pursuing pleasure. Certainly not. What it means, though, is pursuing that meaningful, intimate, and virtuous life that leads to real joy. Um, and that just happens to also be the path to a holy life as well. You know, the more we pursue that meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue in whatever circumstances we find ourselves in, the more we pursue both holiness and happiness. Then again, it's kind of hard to know how to do that, you know, in practice. So if you're wondering, how does that work for me? How does it work in my situation? Let's talk it out. 877 573 7825. Again, that's 877 
573-7825. Let's talk now with Mary, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Brooklyn, New York. Hey there, Mary. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out today? Do we Mary? have Mary in New York? All right. Well, uh, we'll see if we can't get her back on the line. In Let's the meantime, talk now with Mona, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Florida. Mona in Florida, welcome to More to Life. Yes. Hi. Hi, hi Mona. Uh, what can we do for you today? You, thank you for thank you for taking my call. Um, I I have an issue that is really making me unhappy, and I know I can't change other people. I need to change myself. Okay. Uh, and and I need some suggestions. Um, I I got married um, three months ago, and my um, my new husband was um, generously uh, sharing his home with his sister and with uh, one of her sons. And as as long as he lived in the home, he didn't mind um, paying all of the expenses of the home, and he was generous enough to buy buy things for them. And they were not working. Um, his sister took care of their mother, his um, her mother for a while, and my husband said, "Okay, you're excused from working." Uh, her forty-year-old son, who's not disabled, as far as anybody knows, has been just hiding and being on the internet all day, and he's not contributing anything. So now my husband lives in my house. And the sister and her son live in his house. And what we're finding is that um, my husband is 69 and he would like to be able to retire. He's still working full time in order to support these people. And he's not contributing a whole lot here in our new home. So, and and I'm assuming you know that that you have you have discussed this with him before. What 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 conversations have you tried to have, and what has his response been? Well, he he has uh, he tells me that his sister is going to collect her social security and begin paying some bills, but she hasn't worked in a very long time, and she's not going to be collecting a lot of social security. Uh, and her son refuses to help her, and she says, don't bother him. So we're trying to figure out the math, and the math isn't adding up. Um, and, and have you spoken with a financial planner at all? Oh, a financial planner, priest, uh, other family members to try and get some help. Okay, yeah. so okay, so you're, you've got good information. So then this this says to me this is more of a relationship problem. Like, so I guess what I'm what I'm what I'm hearing you say, I'm as I'm reading between the lines here, is that that your husband is ignoring all of the advice that you're getting. Well, he's he's feeling as though, and and he is a, he is a devout man. He's feeling as though he needs because it's his family. He needs mm-hmm. to give whatever whatever they need. Okay. Well, let's talk about this, and and I'll offer you some ways to follow up with it as well. And I, in fact, I'd encourage you uh, to download the podcast after the show and, and play it for your husband, so that maybe you can have better conversations about this. You know, so your husband is right in the sense that we are called to be charitable, and we are called to be generous with what's got what God has given us. Um, but there are, are two qualifiers on that generosity. Um, 
number one is that we we can't deprive the people who are closest to us and that's you right now right we we have to make sure that we're taking care of the relationships that are closest to us in catholic theology that that's a that's a the word for that subsidiarity the idea that the person who's closest to the problem or whatever problem is closest to you you have the biggest responsibility for right so so in in this idea of subsidiarity he has his primary obligation to you you have your primary obligation to him and whatever else you can do for others comes after you have met your needs for each other including being able to plan for your retirement the second issue and i would say even more important concern though has to do with making sure that our help is actually helpful right you know because sometimes we can help in ways that are actually hurtful and as a therapist for instance you know i had to learn really early on that it was important for me to not work harder on my clients problems than they were you know because i would find you know in the early days of counseling i would say a couple would come in for marriage counseling right and and they would describe their problems for me and my heart would break for them and i and i would you know give all, come up with all kinds of different things that they could do and then i would worry about them all week gosh I, I really hope that those things are working i hope they're doing those things i wonder what's happening with them and they'd come in for the next session and they'd say you know oh yeah how's it going i said well how did those things work and you know it was a really busy week and we just didn't have time to get to it and you know and Oh, okay, well, well, and then I would give those same things for the next week, and then I would worry about them the whole week and think about it, and, and then they'd come in for the next session, and I'd be like, yeah, you know, another busy week, and we just didn't really get to it, and it suddenly it dawned on me, wait a minute here, I'm working harder on their problems than they are. That means all the worry, <laughs> all the angst about it, all the prayers, and, and, and this seems to be sort of a similar situation, especially with the nephew. Yeah, you know, um, anytime... I don't, I'm not saying that your nephew doesn't have problems. Clearly he does. But there are things that he could do um, to contribute to the household, to, to help take care of his mother. Uh, there are things that you know your sister-in-law could be doing to take care of their household. Uh, and they prefer not to. And if your husband just kind of swoops in there and, and makes up for that, that's robbing them of their ability to lead a meaningful, intimate, and virtuous life. That, that's saying that, that you don't have to work on your problems. You don't have to take responsibility for your life because I will do it for you. And what that does is it cripples a person. You know, like like his nephew is crippled, you know, sitting there in the room on the, online all day, not doing anything, even though he's 40 years old. He's living a terribly impoverished life and, and enabling not that. Not financially, but ev- in every way, in knowing his effectiveness in contributing to the world, in being just a person. So it's not only about the money. It's about his well-being, mentally, spiritually, physically, all of it. So I'm not suggesting you shouldn't be generous, but I am suggesting that, that they need a wake-up call. Uh, and it's it's it, it was actually be more loving because to love somebody means to work for their good, not to enable their destruction uh, or their self destruction in this case. Um, and so, if if your husband really loves his sister and his nephew, then the most loving thing to do would be to say, you know what, I'm I'm going to have to start asking you guys to contribute, and I'm going to be withdrawing uh, a certain degree of financial support that I believe that you could reasonably make up if you just put a little effort into it. Not because I'm being mean, but because my wife, our household, needs this. Now, I'm still there to help with what I can, but we need to be able to work this out in this particular way and give them real numbers to work with. And, and you know, um, I'm just looking up something real quick here, but... but, but um 
you know, the the, the St. Paul, I, you can look it up later. St. Paul says, if, if, if they don't work, let them not eat. Right? You know, now that's not suggesting that people should just starve. Absolutely but what, what it is saying is that, you know, that that's a powerful motivator to say, you know what, I'm going to have to pull back some financial support and I expect you to make up the difference. And if they don't make up that difference, then they're going to have to suffer a little bit. And letting them suffer and struggle a little bit is okay. You don't want to just cut them loose entirely, but you do want to put a challenge in front of them that makes them step up and start taking responsibility for their lives. That is what the loving thing to do is. Well, and the reason that St. Paul put that out there was because they were in the very beginnings of creating a Christian community, Christian culture. And it would be very easy for these disciples to say, well, we have to provide all their food, all their shelter, all we have to to give all of the, ourselves to them because God gave all of himself to us in the form of Jesus Christ. But he was saying, look, yes, we have to be there for others. We have to help them to become everything God wants them to be and show them what real charity is. But we are not creating a culture and a community of people who just sponge off of us as as Christian disciples. We are there to help them become everything they are called to be in Christ. So we're all called to give according to our abilities. And, and that means that both your sister and her son at 40 years old probably have a lot more to give and contribute in terms of their abilities than they're, they're being... Willing and, to do it, and your husband is robbing them of that opportunity to be healthier, functioning adults. By the way, that's Second Thessalonians three ten. Second Thessalonians three ten, where Saint Paul basically says, you know, let him who does not work not eat. Uh, and again, his point is not to let people starve; it's to say, you know, let's not let people take advantage. Um, let's all work together to create a community of love. What Saint John Paul refers to as mutual self-donation, where everybody is giving what they're able to give. Some will give more, some will give less, but everybody gives what they're able to give to to take care of each other. Your husband, in you know, with his good heart, is um, is actually enabling. Uh, his his family's self-destruction and that's not loving at all that's not the christian vision of love and i will say this to just put a finer point on it here your nephew is 40 years old there may come a time where his uncle your husband precedes him into eternal life and he will be left at a much older age with no job skills no 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 way to say i held down these jobs before so it'll be much more difficult for him to get any kind of entry-level job that would support him well now at 40 in an economy that really is asking for people in the workplace this is an as a prime opportunity for him to begin to step into that and see what he can make of it. So he's not left alone with no way to support himself. Um, so Mona, I, I would again encourage you to download the podcast after the show and, and play it for your husband and I'll let this be a discussion for you guys uh, and, and something for you to be praying about together. Um, but if if this if he's not able to follow through on what we're suggesting here, then, you know, your husband learned an unhealthy vision of love that was rooted more in codependency and enabling than an authentic Christian love. And I'd really encourage you to seek some professional counseling help, marriage counseling help, so that so that you can address those deeper wounds that prevent him from doing what's healthy for your marriage and for his sister-in-law, uh, sister and his nephew. 
because his understanding of what love is and that emotional sense that I'm, I'm called to enable people uh, is really unhealthy for him and everybody around him. Uh, and so if, if he's not able to follow through with what we're suggesting here, that's more of a psychological issue that needs to be addressed in professional marital counseling. Thanks for the call. And we are taking your calls today on More to Life about the pursuit of happiness. You know, what's getting in the way? of happiness. Are there particular challenges that you're wrestling with that are wearing you down? Um, particular relationship problems that are stealing your joy? Or maybe you're in a relationship with somebody who's just negative and it's sucking all the life out of you and you're not sure what to do. Do you either support them or, or set the boundaries you need to set so that you can protect your own sense of joy? Uh, and, and is that even okay? Well, let's talk out. 573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. And as we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. So, again, this is one of those verses that a lot of people read, and they think it means just pretend to be happier than you are you know deny the fact that there are problems so just 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 ignore it all and 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 slap a silly smile on your face and and pretend that uh it's just fine it's great oh i'm wonderful that's not what saint paul is talking about here you know hope he says rejoice in hope hope is that virtue that says there can be more than this i know that with god's grace god wants to make more of this situation than there is and he wants to use me to make more of this so I can rejoice in that because I know that God has a bigger plan than what I'm looking at. You know, be patient in tribulation. Again, that doesn't just mean suck it up and white knuckle your way through tribulation. It means patience is is where we kind of step back and look at the effect that our effort to this point has had, so we can figure out what to do next. You know, patience. You know, as opposed to you know just kind of hammering away at the problem and hammering away at the problem and hammering away at the problem and just breaking more stuff and then just hammering away at it some more you know patience allows us to step back and see the efforts the effect that our efforts have been making and and take a breath and say all right what do i need to do next and be constant in prayer you know well because by being constant in prayer we're asking god to lead us through this situation step by step so that we can continue to keep that big picture in mind that allows us to hope, and we can continue to be patient in a way that allows us to be proactive and effective in the face of our trials. And when we can do those things, we can rejoice, because we see God's plan unfolding before our eyes. And if you're struggling to see God's plan unfolding before your eyes in, that in the face of that particular challenge you're encountering, or that relationship problem you're wrestling with, or whatever it is that's stealing your joy, let's talk it out together and find some ways to pursue authentic happiness joy in your life. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls coming up after the break. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you feel as though life is flying past you? Are you desperate for a way to find moments of peace and quiet? Lord, teach me to pray. The free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to his voice, to the peace you are seeking and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Can smelling certain scents improve our memories? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. When my wife and I had COVID in late 2020, we both lost our sense of taste and smell. In my case, I continued to have issues with my sniffer for a few months. 
Then I read a study that suggested smelling bold scents could help restore the connection between the nose and the brain. Sure enough, smelling fresh lemons every day seemed to help me recover. No wonder I love the aroma of lemons and incense. Another study, though, indicates that older folks who smelled fragrant essential oils got better sleep and improved memory and thinking. Brain scans confirm they got better. Be careful, though. Some essential oils can be harmful if inhaled over time. Always consult your doctor. Side note, from Genesis 2 to Revelation 18, there are more than 200 references to perfume, odor, and smell. For more on the study, look for our Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today we're talking about the pursuit of happiness. What's getting in the way of you leading a more joyful life? Let us help you overcome those obstacles today on More to Life. The number 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Peg, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Canada. Hi, Peg. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Oh, thank you very much for taking my call. I have a 25-year-old son who is has actually flipped his schedule, turned into a, a nocturnal person, and uh, goes to bed, say, I don't know, because I'm asleep, perhaps 6 o'clock in the morning, uh, which makes it very difficult to establish any kind of a relationship as per your fabulous book, Having Difficult Conversations mm-hmm. with Your Adult Children. He's I'm asleep when he's awake, and uh, his his dad. You know, we're still married, of course, which is lovely. Thirty one years, and okay. um, it's just been a problem since uh, my son was in school, high school, and uh, it uh, actually slowed down his academic progress. But he did manage to uh, get his, of course, his high school and then a post secondary degree. Okay. Took time on that one, too. Yeah. So, Peg, let me so. ask you this. You've got this kid who's yeah. been showing some of this behavior since high school. Now he has gotten a post-secondary degree. He's, He's 25. 25 years yeah. old. What you're asking us, according to, to my whiteboard here, how to motivate this 25-year-old man, what have you guys done in brief so far, if anything, besides saying, honey, get off the video games? Oh, that doesn't work. No, I, I actually mm-hmm. made an appointment with the counselor, okay. and uh, he has put so many restrictions on He wants to see a therapist. He wants to see a doctor. Uh, his father said that he would make the phone call to make the appointment, and I said, he's 25. He should be able to call up the doctor. Um, but... Um, 
So here's, I think, I think you just, I think you just hit the. I just think you hit the 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 nail on the head there when you said he 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 should be able to. You're you're dealing with the shoulds, right? Uh, And then the shoulds are a cognitive distortion. It's a bad thinking habit that we that we fall into. Not because things shouldn't be that way, but because they aren't, right? You know, we should have world peace, but the fact that we don't have world peace shouldn't paralyze us. You know, your son should be able to take care of himself and lead a life, but he but he doesn't, and that that can't paralyze you, right? So. you know, the, the first thing I would do um, is when you get off the call is is throw away his phone and video games and you know literally throw them away. If he wants to play video games, he can get a job and, and preferably and in a game. large body of water that he can't get it back from. And I'm not kidding. I um, mean, this is just allowing him to to just fester. Step two: if he goes to bed at six o'clock in the morning, then you wake him up when you get up and you make him miserable and don't let him go to sleep because he needs. To, if he's going to be in that house, he's going to be a positive contributing force in that household, or he's going to be miserable because he's not. He needs to get up. He needs to contribute. He needs a chore list to get done by the end of the day. He needs to show up at meals washed and clean and productive and helping to make them. And if he's not doing that at 25, he can go out and find a roommate and get a job. And the next thing you can do is pack up all of his stuff and let him live out of boxes for the time being so that you can move him out easily if he doesn't contribute in a positive way to the household and look for a job every day and do the things that healthy grown-up 25-year-olds do. You know, you and your husband i bless your hearts have been very compassionate but but again you know like we were talking about with a previous caller your idea of love has enabled the destruction of your son right he's only you're enabling him to self-destruct you're going to have to learn how to be tough in your love uh, and, and and you know it, and i would suggest to you that he doesn't just need the counseling you guys do too uh, because if he's been dealing with this since high school you know you, you guys haven't been effective in creating structures for him you at the very least you've been hiding out behind the should saying well he should have to do he should know how to do this we shouldn't have to do that instead of redealing with the reality that you got. I understand that you were being kind. We all went through a a lockdown situation. You in Canada have gone through it much longer. And there are a lot of people in his age group who are dealing with the fact that in their very formative young adult years, they sat around all day long or all night long playing video games and getting any social interaction through them. But it's over. Even in Canada, it is over. We were just there. And and this predates that. I mean, this has been going on for the last 10 years, right? So, I mean, uh, Peg, I mean, you guys needed to be seeking professional family counseling for this a long time ago to learn how to be effective in in disciplining him. Now he needs individual help and, and you guys need family help and he didn't get to choose. Absolutely you know, that's not. the thing, like, well, he has so many restrictions on it. Why are you letting him, why are you giving him that power? He shouldn't have any power in your home. He's behaving like a child, and therefore he should have no more power than a small child. It's scary to launch. It's absolutely terrifying to launch for, for any young adult. Um, but I will say this, uh, if, if, we, if we as parents don't require our kids to launch, they won't. Uh, and so, Peg, it's, it, you know, you and your husband need to learn how to be authentically loving. And you need to learn how to hold your son authentically accountable to grow up and and get a life. Uh, So that's where it's got to start. So thank you so much for the call. If there's more we can do for you, don't hesitate to reach out. um, CatholicCounselors.com. We can set you up with some family counseling and also some individual work for him. But either way, um, it, it really comes, it starts with setting some very clear boundaries and stop asking him permission to be his parents. With that, we got to get out of here, but thank you so much for the calls, and if there's more that we can do to support you in living a more joyful and abundant life, check out the resources we mentioned on today's program at CatholicCounselors.com, especially my book, The Life God Wants You to Have, which is all about 
learning how to discover ways to lead a more meaningful, intimate, and virtuous life, even in the face of the challenges you're encountering. And learn more at CatholicCounselors.com. to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchuk. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.